Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Daniel Bryan once said, if you believe in your dreams, your dreams will believe in you, or something like that. And when I woke up this morning, I was just on that there old Twitter, the WWE on Fox, the official WWE on Fox social media account made a reference to Repo Man. That's right, and if you've never watched Ups and Downs before, I genuinely think Repo Man is one of the greatest wrestling creations ever. And no, I'm not kidding, because it just sums up the nonsense and the over-the-topness of professional wrestling, and it hurls it into your face. We shall talk about why they did this when we get there. I tell you, I could have cried tears of joy, hence why I put my Repo mask on. Long live Repo Man, the greatest person to ever live. It happened on SmackDown, of course, which is on fire in general right now. And when you do sit down to watch it, you're just going, well, what is Roman Reigns gonna do today? Whose head is he gonna chop off? But if you can believe it, he was nowhere to be seen. So we do have to find out whether that was a good thing or whether it was a bad thing, and we do it using this, the finger of power. Let's up those downs for Smackerdown. Grief, did we do a good job in making you think that everything that happened seven days ago on Smackerdown was more important than your own birth? Because you had this dramatic music and you saw the return of Edge, you saw him beating up Roman Reigns. I was so ready. I was like, my gosh, plug me in. We did indeed kick things off with the rated R superstar too. And he did that thing that sometimes people do. And what do I mean? Well, it's simple. He, of course, was talking about WrestleMania and saying this was meant to be the culmination of his giant comeback plan, which would finish with him being the Universal Champion. This did not happen as we know. And while he could blame Daniel Bryan or he could blame Jey Uso, he's not going to, but he wanted to let us know that he could. I was like, Edge, baby, you can't circumvent the situation like this. That would be like me going, I don't care that I'm bald. I don't care that Mother Nature took all my hair. And I go outside and kick a tree. For some reason, this has also led him to believe that he does have Roman Reigns' number and he can beat him in a match. And I suppose he does have a little bit of a point because he's never fought him in a one-on-one contest. But remember, when you go back to WrestleMania, you got stacked and packed, whatever our tribal Steve said. You were basically like a pancake. He then promised to beat Roman at Money in the Bank and I half expected the camera to cut backstage and see Reigns just 
killing a swan, but as already mentioned, he wasn't there and we didn't see him at all. Jimmy Uso and Paul Heyman were, however, and Jimmy was all like, oh man, where's Roman Reigns? I can't believe Edge is saying this stuff. Paul, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? And he was just getting madder and madder and madder. And man, anybody else would have been terrified because do you know how many words came out of Paul Heyman's mouth? Zero. So I really hope that Jim Bob has a plan here because none of this is going to go well, but you know the deal. When it comes to the Universal Championship on SmackDown, it's always just flipping brilliant. Up. Taking the mask off because somehow it was making my eyes sweat. Who knew that was a thing? And then yes, all my dreams came true. Because we had a nuts match anyway, given that it was Big E teaming with Shinsuke Nakamura to take on Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews. And of course, Rick Boogs was here doing his whole entrance stuff. And I tell you, that guy and this over-the-topness has become my go-to when trying to recruit people that don't want to watch wrestling. I'm like, look, come see this. I promise you, you'll be entertained. The real joy, though, is everything we're doing with Baron Corbin. Because after he did indeed lose his crown, all his financial investments went through the floor and he is genuinely upset about it. To the point, I was watching Mr. Corbin and I felt it right here in my hearty heart, the sympathy I had. He also looked the park too because he stopped shaving his head and he's got a bunch of stubble and it also affected his in-ring work because even though he was desperately trying to fight, he just didn't have it inside him anymore. This all did, however, lead to the greatest distraction finish ever. Because Rick Boogs got on the microphone and he was like, uh, whose car is this? It's being towed. And of course, it was Baron Corbin's and he was so devastated he forgot he was in a wrestling match. He got slammed with the big ending and he lost. But do not skirt over what I just said. His vehicle was being repossessed, which yes, led to the WWE on Fox Twitter account going, oh my gosh, has Repo Man come back to WWE? And I was like, please, for the love of everything. If you're not going to make me the new Repo Man, and that offer is still very much out there, make anybody else Repo Man. Hell, make Baron Repo Man for all I care about. I just need Repo Man in 2021. This was very ironic, however, because I was really excited and really happy, but then we cut back to Baron again. And honestly, he looks sadder than a Care Bear. I really want to see where this is going to go. It's also awesome because it's finally allowed Baron to move on to something new, which he needed, and he is smashing it out the park. This may secretly be my favorite thing on SmackDown. Up. We still have to bring down the distraction counter. It rolls up to 75, but when it comes to the 75th entry, I don't give a hoot. Bianca, Belair, and Bailey were out next, and now they're taking things seriously. It suits them better. Up. It was nothing special either, but we had a bunch of boxes that we have to tick, so we ticked them because Bailey was all like, look, Bianca Belair only won a Hell in a Cell by a massive fluke, and if we look in the fictional record books, you will see that I pinned her on an episode of SmackDown, and how crap is that for her? She became the women's champion, and then she's getting defeated. Bianca was having none of this though, so she stormed to the ring and was like, Bales, I've had enough of you, I've had enough of the role model, which is why at the next pay-per-view Money in the Bank, we should have an I Quit match. I mean, that is so random and nonsensical, she may as well have gone, let's have an egg and spoon race. And of course, we got some laughing afterwards. But I thought all of this was executed very well. Bianca's like, oh, I'm going to make you quit. I'm going to embarrass you. And Bailey was like, you're not going to make me quit. In fact, if you ever did, I'd probably leave SmackDown. I'd probably leave WWE. So I'm sure that stipulation is going to tie into something. Just give it a bit of time. But this was all good too. Belair was excited about whooping Bailey's ass one more time. And I'm sure after Bailey does say I quit, Sasha Banks will come back to the company and we can do Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. It's what you should be doing. Although I do have to make one quick point. Why is it called an I quit match? I know it's because the person that loses says I quit. But if you are challenging someone else to it, shouldn't it be a you quit match? Because if you say it's an I quit match, it sounds like you're going to quit. 
overthought it. I swear Jim Uso is trying to get himself killed too, because he was in the back talking to Paul Heyman again, and he was flabbergasted that we hadn't seen Reigns, and that we hadn't seen him get the Radar Superstar and just chop him up into little pieces. As such, Jim Bob decided that he was going to go out and call the Rated R Superstar out instead, and Paul Heyman just looked at him again and smiled. I mean, if you couldn't see that this wasn't going to go bad, you'd be a blind man. Don't worry about that, however. Instead, worry about the fact that we are in a reality and we are in a world where Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn literally, and I mean literally, can't have bad wrestling matches. Because they were engaged here in a last man standing to see who was going to qualify for the Money in the Bank match. And it was just tremendous. And they just did everything too. I mean, at one point, Kevin Owen took Sami Zayn's head and he smashed it into one of the Thunderdome LED screens. And I like to think the fans are actually trapped in those boxes. So when they did suffer the impact, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And then he climbed up onto a stage and he gave Sami Zayn a senton bomb. How is Kevin Abel able to walk around? Zayn was then slamming Kevin to the announce tables, which must have absolutely sucked because they didn't break. And it also didn't work out very well long-term for Mr. Conspiracy Theory because Kevin grabbed him Whoop, chucked him into the ring post. It kept escalating after two tables were placed on the outside of the ring. And when these two were fighting on the top rope, Kevin Owens got pushed through them. And by the time he got back in the ring, Sammy Zavin gave him three very vicious halluva kicks. And I love angry Sammy. Realizing he was in trouble, Owens then rolled out of the ring in order to sort of use gravity to his favor because now he was standing up. And then he remembered to use that old saying, karma is a bitch. Because in order to make up for this, Kevin Owens hit one powerbomb through a table. He then hit another powerbomb through another table and then basically powerbomb Sami Zayn on the floor. And given before all of this, Zayn had also been stunned. You will not be surprised to hear he wasn't able to enter the 10 count and he was out. Enter the 10 count, what is this, a Bruce Lee movie? He couldn't get up, he was done. This was sold like Sami had been absolutely destroyed, but it was 20 minutes of pure joy. They are the WWE's Batman and the Joker. Let them fight forever. Edge was then chatting backstage and he was all like, oh, I bet Jimmy Uso is setting me up for a trap, but I don't care, even though I know it's a trap. So let's make sure the rated R superstar never joins the police force because that is not the way you deal with a trap. I mean, imagine Indiana Jones took the same approach. They got a little bit worried that WWE is going to turn Rick Boogs into an asshole. I mean, he really has been kind of a bit of an asshole so far. But he found Baron Corbin backstage and he just poked him and prodded him going, <laughs> you're broke and you absolutely suck. I don't know whether it's Baron's forlorn expressions or the fact he just comes across as so depressed. But I was like, man, I really hope something good happens for you soon, Corbin. So once again, this gets all the thumbs. I mean, he didn't even have the energy to smack Rick in the face. He just asked him kind of pleasantly, to go away. We then just continued to make it gibberish in order for how you qualify for the money in the bank. If you sat down and actually tried to piece this all together, you would get up and just start spinning around because you wouldn't be able to figure it out. But after telling Drew McIntyre that he had to run the gambit to get into the thing and saying to Liv Morgan, well, you better prove yourself, Sonya Deville was back in the ring and said, let me just introduce to you a brand new contender in the money in the bank ladder match. And if you can believe it, surprise, surprise, it was Zelina Vega. Everybody treated this like she hadn't been away too, which was making me crack up because it's been ages. And thankfully, Liv Morgan did come out and say, what the hell is going on? This is absolute pants. This is absolute crap. Why has she just got in, especially when it's me that keeps winning matches? This did lead to the two having a match. And if you can believe it, it went around 120 seconds and then Liv Morgan won with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. And even then, I still don't think she's put 
put in the thing. So we just have to stop this finish. And again, we need to come up with one concurrent rule for how you can get in there. So we've got to get it down. And I don't even mind Vega coming back and losing either. Like she's fine at wrestling, but that's not her strong point. She's a great character. And also, yes, this is actually carving a nice narrative for Liv Morgan. So all that is going to get an up. Also, I'm pleased that Zelina Vega has a job. I don't like all this, oh, she shouldn't have come back. Let her do whatever the hell that she wants. But that doesn't mean there aren't massive plot holes in this story. And then nonsense carried on. Because rightfully, Seth Rollins, who this week was looking like some kind of purse, went to Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce, and he was furious. Because seven days, he very nicely had said, look, please, can I have a universal title shot? And they were like, yes, that sounds like a great idea. And then before the night was over, they'd given it to Stinking Edge. So that is double standards, people. That is double standards. And then Rollins also lost his mind because he was told, hey, look, we will create a path for this championship for you next week you have to take on cesaro in a money in the bank qualifying match and then if you win that and you get the briefcase well hey you'll be able to do it i'm like does wwe read their script back what happened five minutes ago and the only reason i don't actually mind this is one i will watch rollins versus cesaro any single day of the week but also i think it's going to end up with seth rollins costing edge his victory against roman reigns which means at SummerSlam we do Edge versus Seth Rollins, a match I've always wanted to see, especially because they have history together. Before Edge was clear to come back to the ring, Seth Rollins was all like, <laughs> I'm going to break his neck. So if WWE ties into that, I promise you it will be brilliant. Right, okay, Otis. For some reason we have treated this poor man like a sheep and we have just shorn off all his hair. And we've also waited 12 months after he won the Money in the Bank briefcase to all of a sudden, oh my gosh, look at this guy. He's great, we should do something with him. But look, better late than never up. Because he was facing Angelo Dawkins and man, the street prophet got absolutely wrecked. I mean, I don't think he got even one thought of offense in here. And he was clotheslined and he was slammed and he was thrown around. And then Owens just hit the Vader bomb and he got the one, two, three. And I was kind of stunned. But look, even with no hair, I absolutely love Otis. He just has something about him. And his relationship with Chad Gable as Alpha Academy is also pretty damn good. So if we can now keep the importance and the spotlight on him, I think we do have something here. But therein lies the issue. WWE loves to forget stuff. But I tell you, this was all right by me. Jimmy Uso was then digging his own grave because he was getting a little bit mad that our tribal chief still wasn't here. And I was like, Jimmy, you've got to shut up. If he hears you say this, he's going to get a gun and shoot you in the elbow. There was no calming him down, though. So Paul Heyman encouraged him to go to the ring and to call out Edge which is what he went and did. So this was always going to be a very, very bad move, especially when Jay Uso was all like, hey, Urge, man, you better come out here. It's not a trap. I promise you it's not a trap. I was like, Jamie, you don't tell someone it's not a trap. Here's a little bit of advice for everybody watching this week's ups and downs. If you're outside and someone comes up to you and says, look, do you want to get in my van? I'm definitely not going to murder you. It means he's 100% going to murder you and you have to run away. Edge did enter and while he was a little bit hesitant, he also knows that the real trump card here when it comes to an Uso is to manipulate the shit out of him. So he was all like, man, you're just Roman Reigns is lucky. He doesn't care about you. He only cares about himself. And I think it hurt Jimmy Uso emotionally. So Edge ran in there and my word, did he give this Samoan a beating. I mean, Jim Bob got so owned, Edge may as well have got out a human-sized fishing reel and just reeled him in. And then, yeah, did he kick this guy's ass. I mean, he was giving him spears. He put in that gruesome looking cross face and he got a piece of chair, table or whatever the hell it is. And he rammed it into Jimmy Uso's face, much like he'd done to Roman Reigns back at WrestleMania. So as a 
suppose that's poetic. Once again, though, my poor heart was being tugged around the place, though, because the whole time you could see Jimmy looking for Roman, like, Roman, where are you? I thought we were together. And by the end of this, he was tapping out. This is not going to end well for him. This was a really good ending though, and I do have so much sympathy for the Usos, because they're just a couple of morons, even though you want them to do well, and they better be the tag team champions soon. But honestly, SmackDown, right here, right now, is one of the best wrestling shows on TV, and it doesn't look like it's going to slow down anytime soon. What's that? Up. On the down low though, I do need either Jimmy or Jay to become the Universal Champion at one stage, just so I can get my satisfaction. I don't think that's going to happen, so I'm very intrigued about what is around the corner, but as you've already figured out, is getting it up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.